Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to share another edition of my coaching conversations with clients. Today, I'm talking with my client, Ashley from The Matrix, and we're talking about perfectionism, launches, stacking launches, and what that kind of looks like. We talk about what I like to think of as like building hype. If you're familiar with my Make It Rain sequence, we chat through that for Ashley and her program that's coming up. And I think it's fun to hear it in real time, like how we actually plan ahead. I'm thinking of this as like pre-paving her launch, like getting ready. And so I think you're going to get a lot out of it. As always, we talk a lot about her business, but I want you to look for the principles and the things, the ahas, the insights that she has during a conversation that you can apply to your own business and your own launches. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Amber. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks for saying yes. Yeah. So fun. So as you know, I just like to coach on whatever's on your mind and your heart. We can talk about anything that you're struggling with or that you want to solve for, something you want to create in your business. One of the things that I love about entrepreneurship is it's like always evolving. There's always something on your mind that you're either creating or solving for. So what's on your mind today? What can I help you with? So I have a big launch coming, as you know, in September and teaching a masterclass on perimenopause. And I'm really, really excited about that. But I also feel a little bit and it's been a while since I felt this way but I feel like imposter syndrome a little bit about perimenopause uh-huh yeah like obviously I know that I know a lot about the topic because I've been studying it for several years and I'm living it but I haven't perfected it if that makes sense wait do you have to have perfect results before you can teach something no and I know that because I would have to like quit my business <laughs> Yeah, like I know that. I know that, but it's still there. Like that voice is still there. That's like, who do you think you are? This is what's tricky. I bet your perfectionism makes you really great in a lot of ways. I think it does, but I think it also holds me back in some ways too. The dark side of it. Because you create excellent content. You're timely. You're organized. You take care of your clients. So it's like, we don't necessarily hate perfectionism. Maybe we have a different name for it, like striving for excellence or something. But in this case, perfectionism is kind of sneaky, like you're not good enough to do this yet. Would you be good enough to do this? This voice is like, you need to wait. And I think you even talked a little bit about this in class a couple of weeks ago that like in The Matrix that there's this voice that's always like, you should wait until you've got like there's always something else you could do to get a little bit better before you could actually do the thing. And so it's important to not keep procrastinating waiting until you're good enough or have it. And so I'm totally onto that. Like, I understand that that's what's happening in my brain, but it still is like, it feels so real to me that maybe I should wait a little bit. What would you do in the waiting? I'm just curious. I would keep studying about it and practicing the things that I'm going to teach. Or just more of what you're already doing. Uh-huh. And that would give you what? More proof. Maybe I would feel more confident because I have more proof that it works. Yeah. With yourself. Yes. And I would argue, you know how you get proof that it works is by helping other people get results. Totally. And like, this is the other thing too. I think most people, when they hear the word launch, it can be like really intimidating. 
But what's funny is, is like this probably won't be your first launch of like teaching perimenopause. Like you will have other, if I think you're doing what I think you're going to really take this to the next level. Which P.S. If you're a woman 35 and above, you should go to Ashley's class. But <laughs> thank you. Because I think that you're onto something and it's not talked about and you see a need. So it's coming from a good place. What if the only way to actually be ready is to start helping people other than you? So I'm like, yeah, that sounds really good. And then the thought comes into my head. What if this has worked for me, but it's not going to work for my client? Because, you know, like everybody is different and that makes me feel a little bit nervous. Would you ever find that out without trying to help clients? Because you can't solve that problem on yourself. What I'm pointing to is that you releasing it and trying to help people is inevitable to get you to where you want to go. Why not now? Yeah, and I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Like, I'm so ready for this. And I think that I've been wanting to do it for a long time. But it's that voice that's like, you should wait until you've got it figured out just a little bit more. And then you'll be qualified to talk about it. I think when our brain offers that, like, It's not that it's not valid. Like you might spend time like, is any part of that true? What would I learn more about? But what we identified together was like what you need to learn about is how your tools and frameworks apply to other people. So the only way to do that is to help other people. And this is your first one. You're going to learn so much and then you can redo it again. One of my favorite things to chew on is like you can be perfect but not complete. So you can have enough knowledge in this moment and there'll probably be a future you that's like, what but you can't use her against you now that's not mm-hmm. fair because you now is building her it's very true yeah and it's not like i'm going to stop learning about this topic right so i can do them both at the same time keep learning practicing it myself and also teaching it and who are you teaching this to women 35 and older but like are they studying perimenopause probably not Maybe, maybe they are, and they come to your master class. What happens? Well, I have a really good feeling that the stuff I'm going to share, because like I think, for example, like with you, I look to you for my business. I'm not going out there listening to every business podcast and reading all the books and doing all the things, you know, like I get what I need from Amber and a couple of other people when it comes to my business. And so I'm assuming that that's what it's like for the women that are coming to me. It's like they know some stuff. They may follow me and a couple of other accounts because usually people don't want to take the time. And they're not a nerd like you studying, yeah. researching it and finding more. And like, that's what we do. We gather the data. We gather right. it and then consolidate it, teach it in our own way. And I would argue, too, since it's your personal brand where it's like it's you that they're connecting with, not just the information. It's how you teach it and your lifestyle and your vocabulary and the way you show up on social media and your voice, like all of it. Something resonates. They don't just want to learn about perimenopause. They want to learn about it from you. Yeah. And I think that a lot of women that probably, you know, if I had to guess that are going to come to the class and take in my other courses and maybe listen to my podcast. So I think that they already know that they trust me and that they can talk to me. So. It's funny, our brain is so mean. Sometimes like we imagine like these cynical people. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. But like most of them are going to be like, this was so helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. They're like me like tearing it apart. Or like, I researched an article that said this, you know. Right. Attack you or something. Like I said, I'm sure it happens. I just don't think it's going to happen to you. 
And even if it did, like I would be fine. Yeah. Like I would be fine. Oh, send me the article. Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm not worried about that. And so that's kind of interesting, right? Because I'm not even worried about other people thinking that I am an imposter. It's just me worried about me thinking I'm an imposter. But I'm also like, I always come back to like, this is not about me. And I know, like I get DMs every single day from women that are talking about perimenopause. They either don't know that they're in it or they don't know what it is or, you know, something that they read on my Instagram, they just totally blew their mind that they had no idea and everything is making sense now. And so I'm like, this can't wait. This can't wait until I'm more comfortable is kind of how I feel. And I think you identified something that's really powerful for most people who become coaches. It's like, this isn't about me because they're not going to look at the lack that you might perceive in the presentation or the way you share the information. They're going to look at everything they're learning that's new. And so when you focus on them, it'll be more than enough. And this is something I learned from you, actually. (laughs) Just speaking at Katie's retreat about the inner critic and how instead of just being like, get away, inner critic, you're like, well, maybe there's something here for me. And like, I think that that can be useful. So it's like the part of you that's saying you're not ready. It's like, well, is there anything that I can prepare more? Anything that I want to add? Not because I'm not ready, but just I want to make this the best it can be. And that's like a winning strategy for you. It's really healthy when it's not done from like lack, when it's done like I want to deliver the best I know how. That just makes you a high cheaper. That's some good advice. It was really good. You should have. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that feels good. I don't know if this is like something that you're open to like talking about right now, but the timeline of my launch. Let's do it. So I decided on September 12th. Love it. But wait, I have a masterclass coming on September 13th. You guys, sign up for both me and Ashley. Yeah, why can't they do both? <laughs> okay, this so will be because you can just follow the timeline that I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I've already announced that something is coming, but I haven't announced anything else. And kind of like looking at what you have been teaching as far as like the timeline goes, and I know that it's like an accordion. You can stretch it out as long as you want. You can shorten it if you want. And now that I'm kind of like thinking about it, Amber, I think that this is maybe one of the reasons why I feel a little bit nervous about my masterclass because I don't have my timeline identified. I think that that'll be an easy fix then. Let's get your time. So thinking about how I want it to go and when I want to announce, okay, so I've been saying, you know, something is coming. And so the next step would be to get on there and say, I'm having a masterclass on perimenopause. Yes. It's going to be $33. There is going to be an early bird for $27. There's going to be five spots for that. Perfect. Is that like the basics that you would say? Okay. And then at that time, would you also announce when it's going to go for sale? Yep. Okay. So with it being September 12th, do I announce that like this week and then just start talking, like overcoming their objections in my content until the 12th? So like we talked about, when you're doing early bird, you're only talking about early bird. You're selling to the people who are like, Ashley's teaching a master class. I'm there. Might as well save some money. And it gets people to take quick action. Why did you pick five? It seemed like not too many and not too few. I don't know. It just came into my mind. Because you're not limiting how many people can come to the master class, right? So what if you limited it by a day instead of a number of people? Oh, well, I like So like on... What day is it? The 15th? Like maybe you opened it on the 21st. On the 21st and the 22nd of August, you can buy early bird. 
or even like a week, I think you could play around with it to get people to take that fast action instead of limiting the number of spots because you're not actually going to cap the masterclass. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You can play with it. And then your messaging is all about the early bird. The perimenopause masterclass is coming. Now is the best time to join because you can join an early bird. And you're getting all the people that love you, that want to learn about perimenopause, that are yes already. Then step two would be closing early bird. That's almost like its own launch. Like last yeah. year, get early bird, you know. And then you move into the regular pricing. And that's when we, I think, the thought reversals and some of the content that we've been talking about inside the matrix would be more relevant, where it's like their beliefs and their worries about, they don't really have a lot to lose. So you're not going to have that many objections. It's $33 in an hour of their time. I think the biggest one is what you and I talked about is like, they don't think they're in perimenopause. And so that would be most of your content. And then you keep that open until the day of the masterclass if you'd want. So during that time where I'm talking about the early bird, I'm still talking about the class, right? Like I'm talking about like what you're going to learn in there and all of that. So what I found is like bare bones is how I approach it when it's early bird, because really they're the people that like know they want it. You're just rewarding their fast action. So be like, hey, if you want to get early bird access to the perimenopause masterclass I'm teaching, like this is the link and going to disappear on Thursday or whatever timeline you decide whatever feels good to you for how long you want to keep early bird open. So bare bones, what you're going to be teaching, what day it is, what you're going to get, big idea, early bird price that goes away. Link, countdown, link, countdown. <laughs> hey, I think where a lot of your content heavy related to your launch is going to be after early bird disappears. Because if they didn't join early bird, it's because they probably don't think it's for them. Okay, well, that's easy. Oh, all of this is going to be easy. I think you're going to shock yourself. <laughs> that one just before totally yeah runway so you've got weeks to prepare to fill it to get people excited and hyped about it yeah i think you're actually gonna find it a lot easier than you imagine yeah for sure i'm like i have done lots of launches in the past but i've never had like a real strategy to it necessarily but i feel like my launches have always been pretty successful in my eyes like i tend to overthink things so i'm sure I yeah but like that's what we talked about earlier like it served you well to be yeah. oriented to make sure you got all your ducks in a row had successful launches every time that's a good thing you know yeah you can just make a decision like right now if you want how long do i want to keep early bird open i wrote down three days i love it step one i would say like the phases is the name and like the date and like what it is like the master class or perimenopause when you announce it you can share early bird opens on whatever day you decide. So I, I was thinking of the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. I would do the name and the date soon so that you could hype the early bird. Okay. It's like levels of hype, hyping the masterclass, hyping the early bird, and then early bird disappears and then you're hyping the masterclass again. Okay. So that's step one that I need to do this week. And then next week we'll do the early bird, getting people into that, and then move into like talking more about the content and enticing the people that are on the fence about it or whatever. Yep. Other idea for you is to incentivize people to share the masterclass with their friends or sisters or moms or roommates. It could be a way to get new people in your audience. I don't know. You don't even have to incentivize. You could just ask. Yeah, share with your girlfriend who might be going through perimenopause and doesn't know it. <laughs> right. I get a lot of shares on my content and I think that People are sharing it with their sisters yeah. and their friends. No one taught them this. Right. Yeah, that sounds really good. That feels good. 
I've also been thinking about maybe playing around with a group to teach other coaches how to coach women using their menstrual cycle as a tool. You know I'm a fan of that idea. (laughs) So another coach who's very successful, she asked me to teach in her group. She's a business coach and she asked me to teach in her group on this topic. And so I'm already creating something for that. And I'm like, this is so good. This is so good. Like if you can teach your female client that her mood and energy waxes and wanes throughout the month and she can actually anticipate that, you could literally change your life. Like if you coach females, you should know at least some basics and you could yes, like different levels. It could be basics. It could be advanced. So that's kind of something that I'm playing around with that I would like to do. We'll see how this class goes and maybe that's something. There's different ways to do it. You know, like I think, you know, I taught the art of deep coaching. It wasn't like a certification or anything. It was just like my approach to coaching and like the mindset and some tools and stuff. You could literally start like that. You could have a master class of like how to coach females <laughs> using your menstrual cycle, why it's important. Like it doesn't have to be big. The fact that you're doing it in another person's group program is perfect. Like you get a taste without needing to come up with this like massive curriculum, I think it could start small and you could just build over time. I think it's like so cool and needed. Okay, that sounds good. Maybe I'll, yeah, that sounds good to do it as a class. Like put some feelers out there and see. Because I thought about even like making it invite only, but we'll see. I wouldn't even be surprised if you just like put feelers out there or even like from this podcast, people will be like, hey, I'm actually interested in this. Just putting it up in your story, like, hey, if you're a coach, and have you ever wondered how you could coach your women clients on their menstrual cycle? I'm putting together an interest list because I think I'm going to teach this. I bet people would be interested. Well, that's what I have going on right now. Yeah, that's exciting. I love how you brought it together because I think, you know, there's always like what's going on right now and what you're planning on in the short term. Like we're always also thinking about the long term and it like commingles gave people a real life example of what that actually entails. Like, how do you plan for something now and for the future? (laughs) Right. I think I'm still trying to figure out what it is that I want. I don't know if it's I have like a mental block that's preventing me to even think about that. Or I don't know what it is that I'm just kind of like, I haven't really been able to identify. Like I used to think, oh, it's having a six-figure business or making six figures or like having... I had like a sold out practice when I was like, oh, that's good, you know, but I don't really feel like I have a long term. I'm not sure how to identify that. Oh, can we poke around a little bit? Yes, let's do. If in five years you're doing, we'll talk about money later, but just do what you're actually doing, coaching, teaching, posting content, would you be happy? Yeah. Then this is a very good sign. If you could answer that, you're halfway there. So it's like what you're actually doing aligns teaching you coach one-on-one you have groups you have a podcast you post on social media and you like yeah Yeah. now let's talk about the output so like what you do stays the same is it a money scenario that you're wanting to create that you don't have right now yeah i would like to make more money in my business okay just because i don't want to just stay the same right i want to keep going and i would like to hire more help yeah. In my business, you know, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I have this idea of like a micro economy and I love it. Like hiring people. I think it's really cool. And it takes things off your plate, which is an awesome. Totally. OK, so we have maybe more money helping. Is there anything else you have a desire to create? 
I'd love to write a book. I would love to maybe have an app, but I haven't even like thought much further about that other than the very basics of like what the app would entail or what the book would entail. Like as far as like my personal life goes, I love how much free time I have right now to be with my family and to do things that are important for me. Like on Fridays, I babysit my nephew just because I can and I want to. That's so cool. And like, I don't want to change that. And so I want to always like have that freedom. I want to be able like for Ben and I to just go on vacation whenever I want. He travels a lot for work and I want to just be able to go with him. So having more of that freedom is important to me. And I think that that's kind of where like having people working for me would be helpful too. When you say people working for you, do you have an idea of who you would hire and what they would do for you? So I would like to have somebody that creates my content. Like social media manager? Somebody that edits my podcast. Life change. Yeah. A virtual assistant, that kind of stuff. And even like creating the content, I don't even know so much if I want to delegate that because I enjoy it so much. But I hate editing my podcast. Yeah. That was one of my first outsources. Very grateful. Elisa. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you probably like making the content, but it's like the tech and the time it takes to like make it sound nice and get it all arranged and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I think that having those almost like milestones are really important to be working towards because like you described, like I want to be growing. I want to be evolving in business because that feels good. Progress feels good. You don't want to like stagnate. But what I love about what you indicated is like you already have kind of a structure that you want. Now you want different output. So we're talking about leverage. Leverage is like same amount of work, more output. Masterclasses are like that. An app might be like that. A book, things that like you make once and then you get to like sell over and over and over again. Show up like a group program, leverage. You already have a little bit of leverage in your business because you teach masterclasses, you run groups. Well, I've only done one group. I did it last summer. Oh, and I, the reason I thought you've done more. Nope. I only did the one last summer and it was really fun, but I decided that I didn't want to do it this summer, mostly because of like things going on with my mom and stuff, but everything is good there and under control. So I feel like I can refocus. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be amazing to have a perimenopause group because I think that we need to support each other through this because it's so crazy. Yeah. Have you thought about launching that at the tail end of your masterclass? No, not until right this minute. That'd be the perfect time. Can we talk about what it would look like? Yeah, let's do it. It's just a few decisions. How long it would be. Let's see. You're doing it September. So you're getting into October, November, December. But it doesn't have to be long. But even that, you know, like through the holidays, I think would be so helpful because of the food part of it, right? Yep. And that could be what you talk about at the end when you are talking about the program that you want to sell. It's like, listen, it's super hard to make diet changes, especially during November and December. Yeah. I have to do it alone. And I have like so many recipes I could share. Yes. See, I think it's like the perfect time. They're supported in their goals and what they want to create with you. So I think that, do you think the six months is too long for a group? I think it depends on what kind of group you want to create. I think if there's like a very specific result, shorter lends itself better. If it's almost like a tapestry of results, you know, where it's like interrelated different kinds of results, longer is better. So like when you see a group of women coming together to work on perimenopause, how long will it take them to see the results? It's kind of tricky in perimenopause because it's not like all the symptoms happen at once in the beginning. 
there's different phases of perimenopause and the symptoms are kind of like happening throughout and showing up at different times. Because we're talking about years. Yes. So you're not going to have a group for years. Right. So the follow-up question is, how long will it take you to teach them to understand their symptoms, the timeline, how to address it, what changes they need to make? I think that like in October through January, I think would be good. I like that a lot. Because then they get a lot of support during the holidays. And then if they want more support there afterwards, then we could do one-on-one coaching. It'd be the perfect segue into one-on-one coaching, that more long-term maintenance problems as it comes type of stuff. And I love it because the masterclass is on September 12th. I don't want to like freak you out, but like you almost go into like another launch for the group and you start in October. Maybe you give people who attend the class an early bird for the group. We're going really meta today. Yeah. Early bird for masterclass, regular sale for masterclass, early bird for group, and then regular price for group with a start date. Okay. Do you have a price coming to you? I think I would do like $2,500. Love it. Probably because I think that it's needed. Will you have like a community? How can they get in touch with you or share their wins or whatever? Like communication? So when I did my group program last time, we had a group Instagram and it was so fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So we could do that or we could do a boxer group. But like they love, I mean, we were always talking on the Instagram. And that's awesome. There was like five women in it. So it was like personal. So yeah, I think that if I did like the early bird, I would probably do like $250 off or something. And then have like the Instagram group or boxer or something. Yep. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll have your brain just run wild with more ideas as you start to plan it. But I think just having bare bones decisions done. And mm-hmm. help you prepare and like also like how you're going to talk about it on the masterclass too. Yes. What I love about this is it sounds so messed up, but it's just true, right? When you go to a masterclass and you start getting information, it actually opens up new problems. For sure. Because now they're like, okay, now what? You're like, oh, I can help you in the group. And it's not just a way to make money. I mean, that's great. But it's also a way to help them implement the things they just learned to troubleshoot problems all the personal stuff that's going to come up. But what about this and this and this, you know? It's like, yeah, coaching is so powerful for that. Yes. Let's I can teach you. Then it goes into education and all the stuff that you'll do in the group. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to decide or work on? There's no pressure. There's not. It's okay. No, like, I don't think there is. I was just thinking that, like, I pulled back on my business a lot during the past few months trying to navigate personal stuff with my mom's health and everything and just how scary that feels to do that but how good it felt to do that and it really was like pulling back on the slingshot you know it was like I pulled back and knowing it wasn't forever but also knowing like I don't know how long this is going to be like I don't know how long this is going to take but listening to your intuition in that way I think has been so good for me because now I do feel Like, I want to finish the year strong. I've got the energy. I've got the desire. I don't have things weighing on me. And not like you have to have everything perfect. But sometimes I think just kind of like what you said to me, you need to focus a little bit more on other things. And that's why you chose to own your own business. Yeah. It's funny because this has come up with a few other clients. Like they took time away to do, you know, either their job or to take care of themselves or whatever, like moves, family situations, stuff. 
And it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, everyone else is working on their business and there's so much judgment. And instead of judging, this is true for you, but also just like all of our listeners right now, instead of judging, really see the freedom in what you've created. You got to take time off to handle personal staff. That's why you chose entrepreneurship is for the freedom. And we like mess it up by judging it instead of being grateful for it. So yeah. being proud yeah. of that choice, honor, yes. intuition, like I want this. Nothing's wrong with that. I like to use the metaphor of like a faucet for our business. You can turn it on and you can turn it off when you need to. Business success is just business success. There's so many other parts that make your life work that you want to take care of. And that's why you chose business ownership. So I'm proud of it. I think it's Thank awesome you. you turned the faucet off for a little bit. Thank you so and much. And look at the ideas. You're flooding your... I know. And I knew that that would happen. Well, I trusted that that would happen. You it know, it does. It does. always flow again. So, and the energy flows again. Something you kind of teach. <laughs> exactly. So it feels good. Thank you so much. Worries. Thank you, Ashley. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.